It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Week 9 Waiver Wire uh, podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. Almost tripped over my own words there, but that's what happens when you're halfway through the season. My name's Joe Dolan. That's Tom Brawley. T-Bro, it's week number nine. We are halfway point of the NFL season, more than halfway through the fantasy season at this point, if you can believe it or not. Um, Now, it always always feels quick, and then... At the end, when you get to the end of the season, you're like, that was a long season. <laughs> so, but like, it feels quick in the moment, but right now it's, uh, it's, um, we're halfway through. We've got a, we're coming off a full week eight, which is, I can't Weird. remember the last time that happened, but we're back into the buys. We got some good teams on buy for fantasy, the lions, the 49ers, the Jaguars, and the Broncos too are on, on buy. If you consider them a good team for fantasy, I don't, but they yeah, are, they're they coming do on have, a little bit. They're coming yeah, on a little bit. Useful players. So those yep. teams are on buy, but T bro, most notably, and what we're going to talk about today is the quarterbacks and the fallout of the injuries to the quarterbacks and what we might need to do on the waiver wire to, to assuage uh, the pain of that. Yeah, we had uh, a major injury with Kirk Cousins uh, right at the top of the leaderboard in all the major passing categories so far this season. Obviously, that's going to trickle down to his receivers moving forward. Uh, we have, yeah, we're not going to be turning to Jaron Hall or Sean Mannion or Nick Mullins unless we're really desperate in two QB leagues. So that was the big injury coming out of the week. And uh, you'll be listening to this podcast maybe before the 4 p.m. trade deadline or maybe after. So pay it, pay, you pay attention to what comes out. Uh, John will probably be updating the waiver wire article later today. If anything big happens, uh, it doesn't seem like the Derrick Henry situation is going to change, uh, but We'll see if, uh, you know, those Denver receivers have been talked about quite a bit. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, most likely. Uh, the Devontae Adams situation is interesting coming out of that Monday night football game where uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo missed him for a wide open touch. You know, he was clearly unhappy, uh, even his postgame com- oh. uh, comments. So that would be the big one to really watch. They've said many times that they're not moving him, but uh, things can change quickly in the NFL. So, uh, just pay pay attention uh, to what happens at the trade deadline. It, it could change things. Jimmy G was so ass in that game last <laughs> night. I mean, yeah. I like, I almost blocked it out of my mind. Like, I was out this morning with my dogs and my next door neighbor, who is like a power sports watcher. He has YouTube TV and he goes to bed early. Like, he's one of those morning people. I am not, but like, he gets up and he watches like I guess YouTube TV or has the condensed games or he okay. records them and then. Fa- and he's like, did you see the game? And I'm like, what game? And he's like, uh, Vegas and Detroit. And I was like, oh, my God, I watched it 12 hours ago, and I blocked that out of my mind already. I can't, Jim- I can't imagine watching that fast. It probably made it even worse because it seemed like a, a slow-motion train wreck even as we were watching it live last night. So, uh, you know, watching that in the condensed form had to be pretty jarring. <laughs> I had the um, I had the Devontae Adams over the yardage prop because, you know, I know Ooh. he's been hooting and hollering, and, like, the guy's wide ass open the entire game. Like, what, yep. am I, what am I? And then, of course, the one time he does get a target, he drops it on the the first down play. Joe, I I'm in a guillotine, the guillotine league that you used to be in. Uh, you, yeah. you dropped out of this. I needed like three points out of Devontae Adams. Did not 
I got cut. Oh, that is a horrifying <laughs> that beat. Was, yeah, it was like one of those, like, oh, Devontae, you know, he's going to get yeah. two for 25 easy. Right, exactly. <laughs> At the very least, what a disaster. Jimmy G was atrocious. Like, that, I like I please trade Devontae Adams for Devontae Adams' sake. Anyway, and for uh, our sake in fantasy football. Yeah, and by the time you're listening to this, maybe he has been traded or hasn't been traded, and maybe he's uh, raising a stink. Um, but anyway, Tom, let's get to, um, well, Let's get to the quarterback position because you might have lost Kirk Cousins. There's obviously um, some good quarterbacks going on by uh, with with Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, maybe even Brock Purdy or Russell Wilson. And let's start with with uh, Billy Denham, <laughs> Will Levis, four um, percent rostered. Uh, so I guess people have been picking him up in super flex leagues or what have you, or maybe when the Tannehill news came out, well, you know, Will Levis, he ran around in college a little mm-hmm. bit. Those for four touchdowns uh, in, in his debut um, for the Titans. And look, I mean, I, there's a reason Will Levis was a second round pick for both good and bad, right? A physically gifted player, big arm, very inconsistent, um, and v- there's a chance he goes eight for 25 this week. I understand that, but there is upside here that a lot of these lower end quarterbacks just don't have. Yeah. And, uh, there was a lot of talk that it was going to be kind of a split, uh, you know, quarterback situation with Malik Willis as well. And that never really materialized Willis. Uh, there was a fumble, uh, you know, it was kind of on him kind of on the center, but, uh, there was a miscommunication there and then it was all Will Levis after that. Yeah. So I felt bad uh, for Willis, by the way getting yeah. booed by the fans because like the fu- I know he's a walking turnover but the fumble wasn't all his fault no know? it was it was I thought more on the center but uh then Levis kind of you know did the rest there uh so yeah I don't think we were very high on him as a, a prospect coming out but uh, sometimes you got to tear up those your thoughts uh and yeah we'll see it's one game but uh we saw hey if you're gonna stack the box and try to stop Derrick Henry it's kind of been the problem with this offense. We've they really haven't been able to throw downfield much. Uh, Tannehill has just two touchdowns uh, through the first six games, and uh, Levis comes in there, throws four touchdowns in one game, uh, which Tannehill hasn't done since all the way back in 2021. So, uh, rookie was able to get the ball down, get the ball to the best receivers. And uh, if you were watching that game, uh, day could have been even better. They had a, a you know a deep crosser with Chiga Quanquo. Uh, which perfectly laid out there for him. He it was going to be thirty plus yards, maybe even could have gone even farther uh, because of you know Chig's uh, very capable of uh, making plays down the field, uh, except for this year. I mean, we saw a little bit last year, but uh, so what we'll see. I mean, uh, the the downfield passing is intriguing, and he he didn't run much uh, his final season at Kentucky because he was getting sacked so much. But uh, as a junior. He, he did run quite a bit. So he also has that in his arsenal to potentially uh, to, to, to potentially uh, use at some point uh, if he's needed to. Uh, this is an interesting week for him if you're just looking one one week here. Uh, Steelers, short week, uh, not, not the most ideal no. spot if you're looking to stream him, but you might not have many options right now. So uh, at the very least, I think he's worth the stash if you're playing in, uh, you know, or you'd lost Kirk Cousins or you're playing in two QB leagues. But um yeah maybe you want to give it a shot here uh not the best spot this week but uh you might not have many options uh Derek Carr is essentially for fantasy worse Kirky uh and (laughs) this 
thing about Carr, I mean, I mean, he he feels like this year he's like a walking 300 yard game, and somehow he never throws more than two touchdowns. But uh, um, Derek Carr had a strong game last week, maybe the best he's played all year. And mm-hmm. he's got here's the thing with Carr: his next seven games, Tom, are inside. So no no elements. Obviously, Chris Olave is getting memed because he had that pass go off his his head uh, when he was wide open. Um, but Chris Olave has been getting open. He's the air yards king of the NFL right now. Um, a big game's probably coming for him. And Derek Carr has good weapons at his disposal. You could certainly do worse than Derek Carr right now. And he's available in roughly two thirds of Yahoo leagues. Yeah. A lot of people, <laughs> people are tired of, uh, Derek Carr. That's why he's quite available on the, on the waiver wire, but, uh, has a great matchup with Chicago this week, seven point favorites, uh, one that they should, uh, we saw what Justin Herbert did against that defense last week. And, um, uh, so certainly, a, another spot here and it, you touched on, it. I mean, uh, not only is he playing indoors, but lots of friendly matchups coming down the stretch. Uh, the saints came into the season with the easiest schedule and, uh, he really hasn't taken advantage of that schedule just yet, but, uh, we're, we're getting the 300 yard games. Uh, the running game has been, you know, pretty ineffective for the most part. So they they've been forced to throw a lot. But hey, you got Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jawan Johnson's back in the mix. A lot of people, we, including us, uh, kind of liked him as a prospect uh, coming into this season. It hasn't panned out, but uh, so lots of weapons here. Great matchups, playing indoors. Uh, there's going to be they're going to be playing in some games that. They were they were a bit unlucky as well to start the season. Played under the total in a, a lot of their games. Now we've finally seen two of their games shoot out in back-to-back weeks against the Colts and the Jaguars. Uh, maybe we're going to start seeing some higher-scoring games for the Saints with that offense slowly rounding into form here. Um, let's keep going down here. The board um, at quarterback, Tom, is there uh, – I don't know about Baker. He's got a yeah. couple of – uh, the one thing I'll say about Baker is they have no running game. So that's true. I, it's it's not turning into the quite the Tom Brady offense from last year, but it's becoming a mini version of that where it, they're going to have to throw it a ton every week. And uh, we have Chris Godwin, we have Mike Evans, uh, Rashad White's a, a good receiving back. So uh, there's worse options off the waiver wire. They got Houston, Tennessee uh, the next couple of weeks. So, you know, not awesome spots, but. Uh, certainly beatable for Mayfield. Tennessee so. is a pass funnel, at least. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but you know, Houston this week. I, you know, we saw Bryce Young have some success against that defense last week. They're not the the world's toughest unit. So, uh, if you're looking, you know, he's thirty percent owned in Yahoo right now. Uh, well, let's go to Bryce Young, who's basically ninety percent, ninety percent available in in Yahoo, and coming out of the bye, Thomas Brown's the new offensive coordinator. And look, he didn't light the world on fire. But uh, speak of another team that doesn't have a run game, um, Adam Thielen is turning back the clock. And out of the bye, uh, Tom, Jonathan Mingo got a little bit more involved uh, and and gives them some juice. Bryce Young, I look, I understand the, it was a rough first six weeks, and it still might not work out. But I still think this guy's going to be a pretty good quarterback. He outplayed C.J. Stroud this week, which, you know, great. C.J. Stroud has still outplayed him on the year. But Bryce Young can move around a little bit. Is there is there a hope for Bryce Young? I think so. Uh, We saw him make some plays this week, uh, you know, got the ball downfield a little bit more, which was what we wanted to see. Um, I'm looking at uh, our fantasy points data. He was around a 10% deep throw rate this week. Uh, You know, his completion of over expectation was uh, close to 11%. So very 
intriguing numbers uh, after the first six weeks here. Uh, it was, you know, all Adam Thielen. So now we're throwing the ball a little bit more downfield and uh, making some better plays here. So I think there's some reason for hope here. And uh, Indianapolis, uh, uh, I think you said it on the market report yesterday, the the over the NFL's over team this year. Yeah. Um, so there's they, a they play uh, really fast, by the way, Indy does, which is part of the reason. But yeah, and, he, the, he's got and their defense team. is kind of falling apart a little bit as well, uh, you know, from the beginning of the season. So uh, and they have Chicago coming up. So uh, maybe we need to bump him up on, on this uh, waiver wire list a little bit. I, I do think he's at least intriguing here. Uh, things are starting to tick up for him. And uh, just looking at uh, the fantasy points data, uh, some some pretty solid numbers from that week eight performance against the Texans. Let's keep going uh, with the quarterbacks, Tom. We don't spend a whole lot of time on quarterbacks on this podcast because it's usually pretty cut and dry, but obviously options are dwindling with the injuries. How about uh, we're talking about the Colts as a dead nuts over team. What about Mr. Minshew? What do you think T bro? I mean, he's, he's available in 83% of Yahoo leagues. He's got two good weapons. Um, in in downs and Pittman, he also has good ancillary weapons and guys like Pierce. They mix in all those tight ends. Be sure to drink your ogle tree. Your he ogle scores tree. every now and again. Um, so Gardner Minshew on the dead nuts over team. Jonathan Taylor, a little Jonathan Taylor action out of the backfield in the passing game. Um, again, another guy you can probably do worse than. Yeah, I mean we've hey he's he's that gunslinger. They're they're gonna you know throw the ball around the field a lot, and he's not afraid to sticks. Now the the thing with Minshew is, uh, if, you know, if it's a turnover heavy league, maybe you maybe want to shy away from him. But uh, maybe if you're not docked for uh, turnovers or it's just like a one point penalty, uh, that makes him a little more intriguing. And uh, he really hasn't, you know, he he had that big game against the Browns uh, that that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, the 31 point performance, fantasy point performance, uh, and then he kind of came back to earth here. But uh, he's certainly capable. If you're looking for a guy that can just erupt out of nowhere, uh, you know, he has a little bit higher ceiling than a lot of these other waiver wire options at the quarterback position. And uh, we've seen him do it from time to time where he, you know, he has these massive 300 yard games that uh, seemingly come out of nowhere. So he also has that element of surprise to him. Any interest, Tom? You knew I could. You knew I couldn't resist doing it. On oh, this where are podcast. we going? No. We're no Any interest risky. in HB Heineke, Hospital yeah. Ball Heineke, who is obviously available in every league? Arthur Smith's comments. I mean, he's he's Arthur Smith. Seems to indicate seems to indicate that they're leaning going to HB Heineke this week with Ritter. He's Ritter cleared the concussion protocol, and Smith's like you know. <laughs> You know, like giving them we want to protect them and all that stuff. H B Heineke, Tom. Any interest? Um, I I would probably play it. I I, I would not want to play one of these quarterbacks this week because I think you know we could have Arthur Smith. You know, he's demonstrated over the you know the first season and a half, the the two years that he's been uh you know pulling the strings there uh, that. You know he'll he'll have a quick trigger here, so maybe maybe uh, whoever starts this game may not finish it. So, but I think everything has been kind of trending towards Heineke being the starter at some point. And you know, last week's result, uh, Ritter coming out at halftime is just another reason that it, it does look like Heineke is probably going to be starting some games in the second half of the year. We're going to find out for sure. He said he's going to. Let us know, let the media know by Wednesday what's going to happen at quarterback. So uh, 
and he had some stretches where, you know, whenever he had to throw the ball in Washington, where he was able to put up some yardage and uh, he's certainly f- more fearless than uh, Desmond Ritter. And we, you know, we saw Drake London uh, injure his groin or stretching out for a ball over the middle of the field, like almost immediately. It was, uh, I, I was laughing so hard. I was like, Paul HB Heineke just aged another receiver. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It, and that's going to happen. So, uh, you know, if you're a Kyle Pitts owner and Drake London, just, just pray that it isn't that, uh, you know, Heineke is going to send those guys into the hospital, but uh, schedules uh, at least intriguing as well. Uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota has been better defense, uh, the last couple of weeks, but, uh, they're going to be in some tough spots with their quarterback situation. And, uh, Atlanta's like four points favorites in that game. So, uh, they should, should be able to put up some points and then they have Arizona before their week, week 11 by. So, uh, at the very least Heineke might be a guy to pick up and, uh, you might be able to play him in week 10. Cause it certainly seems like it's trending towards him becoming the starting quarterback. I, I mean, Tom, th- the, the problem here with this week's waiver wire is the lack of really good options at other positions, right? Like, I mean, yeah, one guy, because, Ohio, he's at 41% at the running back position is Zach Charbonnet. Uh, he's yeah. been dropped a lot. Um, you know, we saw Walker, he wasn't quite right. It was a pretty split backfield there. Uh, Charbonnet had his most scrimmage yards and most fantasy points and might be something to keep an eye on here, especially, uh, we'll see what the injury report looks like, uh, this week for Kenneth Walker, but, uh, maybe Charbonnet's going to start having a big role and he was effective with his additional touches last week. So, uh, he's one of those guys that has a lot of upside in the second half of the year. If Walker would miss time, I think he would be, I don't know exclusively, but he would be, you know, close to a bell cow back. I think DJ Dallas would also mix in, but uh, Charbonnet is an interesting guy. That's, you know, 41% owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, I think he should be closer to, you know, 70% owned. So a uh, guy that should be picked up if he's been dropped in your leg. Uh, let's keep moving here, Tom. I'm trying, I'm trying to find some running backs. Like, here's the thing, Devin Singletary, very few people picked him up even, but the problem is then all of a sudden, both they, like, uh, the, the 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 Texans and then the Panthers, if you picked up maybe Chuba Hubbard because of the Miles Sanders fiasco, both of those teams started working in a third running back. And look, we can deal with two on bad offenses or mediocre offenses. Three running backs is, is not viable for us on bad offenses. And that's unfortunately what happened with Devin Singletary, who for the first time all year got outplayed by Damian Pierce in that game. And they got Mike Boone involved. Yeah, it's and the running game hasn't been effective all season. The offensive line has had issues, so uh, they certainly were trying to lean into that running game for whatever reason last week. They really uh, didn't let Stroud throw the ball around and uh, did not work effect. You know, that was the worst offensive performance that they've had since the season opener against the Ravens. So uh, just a a bad performance overall by the Texans. You know, I still think maybe he's you know, worth a, you know, a deep stash if you're in a 14 team league, but uh, it certainly looks like we're going to have three backs maybe involved in that. Mike Boone was starting to get a couple snaps before their buy and he had a bigger role coming out of the buy. So uh, unfortunately it looks like it's going to be a a, a bit of a three man rotation there. (laughs) I got to mention somebody who is available in every league. Uh, Tom, any interest in cold weather Lenny? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, not right now. I mean, We'll see. Damian Harris is probably coming back at some point, hopefully. Uh, Latavius Murray, I think, is kind of, you know, he's going to be ahead of him. Uh, I think this is more of an insurance, you know, uh, you know, pickup for them just to 
just to have depth in the backfield. Uh, don't really, especially for the next couple of weeks. Maybe he starts to carve something out in uh, December when it, you know when the weather turns a little bit. But I, I have a hard time believing that he's going to have much of a role right out of the gates. So uh, he's one of those. I think he could wait to see. Uh, you know, unless you're in a really 16 team league yeah. or something, uh, I think he can just kind of wait to see how that backfield plays out. But I, I can't imagine him having much of a role here for the next two or three weeks. In case you're wondering, um, we didn't actually mention what had happened in, in case you're, I oh, mean, yeah, this yeah. isn't even a live under the rock situation. You might've just missed this. Um, the bill signed Leonard Fournette. Um, and I, I think they they want something in, in short yardage and maybe give them a little bit more in third down than, uh, than, than Latavius Murray can give them. James Cook has been so good this year. The problem is he is the king of empty calorie fantasy points right now. Like they're, they're just oh, not yeah. giving him. I wrote it up. I mean, he's even his target share is worse than like Devin Singletary's. I mean, he's yeah. like exactly in the Devin Singletary role from last year. So uh, it's pretty frustrating. We thought James Cook could be a much better version of the Devin Singletary role that's been there the last couple of years, but they really, they really haven't expanded it much more than that. So he gets all those, you know, he, he looks great, gets all the yardage, and then lets Latavius Murray and uh, well, it's been a lot of Josh Allen. Uh, finishing at the goal line. He's, I believe he scored in five of his last six games as a runner. So uh, much of the same that we've seen from the Bills offense, uh, you know, from the years past here. Um, I, I don't think the Patriots offense is going to be anything better than atrocious um, the rest of the season because Kendrick Bourne was really kind of the engine that made that thing go for Mac Jones. And when Kendrick Bourne's the engine that makes your offense go, that's not a good news anyway. But Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL. And Tom, they the Patriots have to get Demario Douglas more snaps. He's the only guy that uh, Tyquan Thornton can run, but they don't trust him. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy they trust who can run. Um, and and he's available in virtually every Yahoo league. Demario Pop Douglas. Uh, uh, Tom, I, I mean, yeah, what's the word pop come from? I, I, I've heard I don't people know. say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just yeah. know that's what he's, that's what he's called. I, I, DeAndre Hopkins is called nuke and I still have no idea where that comes Yeah, that's from. true. I, uh, yeah, I, I use that nickname and our friend, uh, Josh, he's like, what did you call DeAndre Hopkins? I said, nuke. He's like, what's, what's that from? I'm like, I don't know. He's always been called nuke. So, uh, Demario Douglas. Yeah. I mean. He's been trending up here the last couple of weeks anyway. They've been trying to get him out out in the field more. Uh, it was kind of him and Kendrick Bourne have been promoted in, in recent weeks. And uh, even if you look at the numbers uh, on Fantasy Points data, uh, Douglas is uh, leading the team in targets per route run share at 20, 27%. Uh, and so, you know, when he's been on the field, he's been targeted quite a bit. Uh, and that's going to have to tick up here. I mean, Kendrick Bourne is done for the season. Uh, unfortunately suffered a, a season ending knee injury. Uh, <laughs> you know, Juju Smith Schuster hasn't provided very much uh, despite that uh, massive contract they gave him in the off season. Uh, and it's been, you know, Devonte Parker's a declining player. Tyquan Thornton's been a, a complete bust as a second round pick for them. Uh, Jalen Rieger is Jalen Rieger. He's the same old guy there. So, I mean, it, it's gotta be Demario Douglas or these tight ends. So, yeah. Um, and Hunter Henry's been really struggling. He's been, you know, playing through Farrow Brown's been out. Yeah, I know, him. That's exactly. It's been Farrow Farrow Brown's been coming in and having a couple of uh, splash plays here the last like month or so. So uh, it's going to, it's going to have to be some Demario Douglas. He's a, you know, a, a great ad. I think this week, this wi- wide receiver waiver wire 
is pretty barren for the most part. Uh, one other guy, you know, another really low-owned player, and may, you may have already forgotten about, but that Thursday night game, yep, Khalil Shakir, while Dawson Knox is out of the lineup, I think he could be a viable deep play. Uh, led the led the game uh, with the most receiving yards and had 92 uh, receiving yards and his snap share and routes were all season highs in that game. Uh, for whatever reason, they went out and signed Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, uh, and they were playing those guys ahead of him to begin the season. Even though I, I thought Shakir flashed when he got opportunities last year as a rookie, you, you'd think you'd want to give that guy more opportunities, but they really haven't to start the season. But with Knox pulled out of the lineup, they they gave him a big opportunity. And I say <laughs> the numbers speak for themselves. He he passed with flying Kellers in the first real opportunity he had. So uh, yeah, this is a big game against the Bengals coming up. Uh, probably going to, you know, finally we're, you know, a game there that might have the potential to shoot out a little bit. So uh, I think Shakir is a very viable ad and uh, 1% owned in Yahoo. So he is available in your league. Yeah, I drafted him a ton in best ball, and then like yep. now it's not dead anymore. Like you know, he's he probably Things was in my lineup quickly. last week. <laughs> um, by the way, Demario Douglas, this is actually kind of charming and sad. His grandfather, who they called Papa, passed away on Demario Douglas's first birthday, so they started calling Demario Douglas Papa uh, because of that, and people shortened it to Pop. So ah, okay, that's that's a sweet story. That's I yeah, like sweet, that. sweet but sad. You know, um, yeah, yeah. One of those uh, unfortunate situations, but uh, hopefully he's making his grandfather proud. Tom, um, I, it, the one funny thing about this season has been how kind of rich the tight end waiver wire has been. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably a bad thing. But yeah. I mean, Trey McBride to me, look, Kyler Murray's coming back. He's either going to start week nine or week 10. Uh, Josh Dobbs is no longer starting. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time you listen to this, Josh Dobbs is traded. Like, uh, you, you know, one of these teams that could be looking for like a, a capable starting quarterback with, with all these injuries. Um, Josh Dobbs could be gone from Arizona, but Trey McBride, 20% roster, still only 20% rostered in Yahoo, even after they put Zach Ertz on IR. There's no reason for Zach Ertz to get his starting job back here, Tom. No, and that, maybe that's another guy that gets moved uh, at the deadline, although he's injured, which makes that very complicated. But uh, McBride has finally got you know the big opportunity last week. Playing against a very good Baltimore Ravens defense, especially in the middle of the field. Um, you know, some of it was uh, garbage time aided, but uh, went off for you know 10 catches, 95 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Uh, 14 targets, 38% share. Can we can we convince uh, uh, Jonathan Gannon to give Dobbs one more start? He really loves targeting those yeah. tight ends. We saw Zach Ertz in the at the beginning of the season. That's a bit of the unknown here for at least one week with Clayton Toon taken over. It you know it certainly looks that way. Uh, they haven't completely rolled out Kyler Murray, but it seems like they're targeting that home game against the Falcons in week 10 instead of the road game against the much tougher defense in the Browns. So uh, they're going to send Clayton tune out to be the sacrificial lamb this week. But uh, McBride is, was the first tight end selected last year in not this year's draft, but uh, the 2022 draft uh, second round pick out of Colorado state uh, won the Mackey award uh, prolific career at Colorado state. And uh, he, he flashed a little bit at the end of last season uh, never really broke out. You know, we touted him a little bit uh, in the waiver wire last year. 
And then he had a couple games in late December, early January, where it started to look like it came together. It was a bizarre start to the season. Uh, we thought Zach Ertz would have a secondary role, kind of push him to the background, let McBride, your second-round pick from uh, two years ago, really you know spread his wings and develop. Didn't happen until the last, you know, especially last week and the last couple of weeks, they've been working them in a little bit more. But it might finally be happening. Uh, so a guy that I would be, you know, he should be 80% owned after this week, still only sitting at 20% owned. So there's a chance. If you've been really struggling at the tight end position, uh, this is a guy I don't say very often that you want to spend some fab on tight ends, but this could be the ex- exception. We went through the running backs and receivers. There's not a lot of great ones this week. McBride's a guy I, I would spend 20 to 25% of my fab on this week if I'm really struggling at the position and uh, you you really need some help. Uh, we've hated Taysom Hill for so long. Oh, gosh. He's gonna, he's gonna burn us. He's gonna burn us. I know. Are are we acquiescing here, Tom? He's still available in 65% of leagues. I know high stakes leagues, uh, people were really pissed off about this. And I mean, now considering he's essentially more, he's just the same Taysom Hill he's always been. And the high stakes leagues changed him from a tight end to a quarterback before the season because that's his official roster designation. But in your, Standard league, like your your sleeper, your Yahoo, Taysom Hill's still a tight end, and he's available in 65% of leagues. And, Tom, he is a massive part of their offense. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll caution, uh, Jawan Johnson was back last week, so his receiver role kind of got dwindled down a little bit. Um, I, I believe his routes were way down this week compared to uh, the, the last couple of weeks. So uh, we're gonna. it's going to be a little bit more volatile if he's not getting those uh, routes like he was in – uh, week seven, week six. Uh, but it was very notable. They brought in Jamal Williams to kind of be their finisher at the goal line, but uh, that's kind of turned into Taysom Hill's role. Uh, we saw, uh, you know, they bring in Kalen Saunders, their big nose tackle. Uh, they they had him at fullback at the goal line, leading for Taysom Hill uh, on one of the touchdowns this week. That was a, a fun little play. And uh, that's Taysom's back to being kind of their closer at the goal line. So uh, I think he's going to, be you know he was able to aid his other production with receptions in recent weeks you know i i think that's going to be drying up so he's going to be a little bit more touchdown dependent which is a little scary but uh as we touched on this tight end position's been a little thin uh so maybe a guy like hill that has the potential to score at any point uh might be worth a pickup and a play uh tom uh the the waiver wire being thin at week 9 again i i i cannot stress this enough I think in three out of four seasons, if you use your fab early in the year, it's not going to burn you. Like, no, I mean, no. like it, it just really isn't. I feel like the cream rises to the top early in the season. And if the guys who end up contributing late in the year, yeah, every now and again, there's an Amon Ross St. Brown. I get that. But the guys who end up contributing late in the year are, pro- are might end up just being handcuffs. Guys who, you know, like the Justin Jacksons of the world when Austin Eckler goes down. Remember Jamal Williams back in the day when uh, when the Packers had some injuries in their backfield. Um, like uh, when I think when Aaron Jones was their starter, Jamal Williams came in, ended up winning, winning fantasy leagues. Like those are the guys who I feel like come in um, and and – at the end of the year can, can help your team, but you spend your fab earlier in the year. And as we're seeing in week nine, like what, what are you spending your fab bucks on? On a tight end. That's what yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're hoping that and it could have, it, 
Yeah, I, I think McBride <laughs> could turn out to be a, a really high end tight end. But yeah, it's you, you 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 had your opportunity to get Puka, you know, after week one. You you got to take those chances when you get the when you have them early in the season. Don't be afraid to spend them. But hey, there you got to keep working the waiver wire. We'll be here the next uh, you know nine or ten weeks, I guess, and we'll we'll guide you through it. We'll we'll try to find some gems. I'll throw one more out there. We'll we touched on real Ooh. quick with no, nah, it's with Will Levis. Uh, I think Chico Conco could have some. Uh, He's been playing a little bit more, uh, running a few more routes, and uh, touched on it that he just missed a huge play. His line would have been uh, much better. Uh, you know, he had four for 23, but it probably would have been five for 65 or 70, and he'd be one of the top pickups at the tight end position. So certainly a guy, you know, if Will Levis can – he's kind of tied to Will Levis. If if Levis can maintain uh, – you know, not maintain, but, uh, you know, play well and – uh, you know, he's better than what we thought as a second round pick. I think Chig could maybe take off a little bit in the second half. He was a guy that we kind of all liked in the, the draft process uh, this summer, and it really hasn't panned out to this point of the season. But he was a guy that really came on late last year, and maybe it will happen again in the second season. Attack those waivers. Hopefully there's no absolutely massive trade that blows up uh, whatever we talked about on this podcast, (laughs) but we'll have it covered at fantasypoints.com on the waiver wire article. Use code GURRIFIC25. It's in the show notes, G-U-R-R-I-F-I-C-25 for 25% off on top of what's already 50% off because we're halfway through the season. So use that code and we will, if there's any major changes, it will be covered on the website. I guarantee you. Thanks everybody. I'm Joe. He's Tom. Have a good week. Number nine. And we'll talk to you this weekend. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the fantasy points podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.